On today's episode, I speak with Tanya Priyank, Vice President of International Growth and Better Media at Show Heroes. Tanya discusses the launch of Show Heroes Better Media Initiative, how the industry should be tackling our growing carbon footprint, and how better media might evolve in the future. I hope you enjoy this episode. Tanya, welcome to the show. We're so pleased to have you on today. Thank you for having me, Richard. Pleasure's all mine. So you have an interesting title. You are VP of International Growth and Better Media at Show Heroes. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your role at Show Heroes and what it involves. Um, well, my role at Show Heroes is very interesting. Uh, for, for those people who are not aware of Show Heroes, it's a video advertising company offering content tech and advertising solutions. And it's a unique proposition as a company. We offer original editorial content for our publisher network, customizing and monetizing video content for the semantically targeted ads that we run uh, in order to improve user experience. Uh, we have a global publisher base. And on, the, on these publisher placements, we then serve contextually relevant ads that don't require any kind of GDPR uh, data whatsoever. And as a part of this construct, I help expand uh, the Show Heroes offices in new markets. That's where the international growth part comes along. And since the past couple of months, I've been working on the Better Media Framework, which covers various topics on, um, on just conducting the Show Heroes business in an ethical, sustainable, privacy-friendly, and, and a diverse manner. Excellent. Well, that's where I was hoping you were going with better media. So international growth, pretty self-explanatory, but better media can mean, you know, any number of things. But absolutely. I'm thrilled to hear that's what it is. What is the thinking behind the launch of better media? And, and what are the goals for you in, in that side of, of your role? Sure. So the idea of better media was very simple that of course, we've been doing advertising for the longest time, and there were different pillars that we were working with, but we wanted to strengthen those pillars and just offer better media, as the term suggests. Uh, and uh, while you know brainstorming in the last couple of months, we realized that as a company, we of course want to do better, but how? And that's when we came up with four pillars of better media, which are namely sustainability, data privacy, environmental footprint, and diversity and inclusion. The idea behind these is very simple. Uh, when we talk about sustainability, which is the first pillar for that matter, uh, as I mentioned, Show Heroes produces content that is fun to watch, uh, can be reused across our publisher network across the globe. Um, the idea is to empower local voices, local content, content that is strong and fun to watch, and local journalism, really. And uh, we're not focusing on producing content that uh, cannot be reused for that matter. And uh, by, by the virtue of that, we're basically promoting sustainable content that will continue to be used uh, a couple of years from now. Uh, the second pillar, of course, being data privacy. We are one of the few companies that have been cookie-less even before the word cookie-less became uh, famous, to be honest. Uh, we do this with semantic and custom uh, content technologies. Uh, we basically match the ad of the client to the environment of the, of the publisher, as well as the messaging of the campaign, which is very unique and very new. And uh, that basically doesn't violate any any uh, data privacy or any data compliance rules for the user. Um, the third aspect of it being environmental footprint. 
um, first of all, we need to measure and reduce uh, the the carbon that we're emitting in the in the space. As we know, digital advertising emits a lot of carbon, and we'll talk about that uh, in a second. But uh, the idea is to basically reduce our footprint um, in in the industry. And lastly, but one of the most important pillars, diversity and inclusion. Uh, we all know that there are certain um, fields or certain communities or certain backgrounds where people uh, are, are, you know, people are so talented, but they definitely need uh, some more guidance, some more mentorship. And that's what we're here to provide with uh, with the fourth pillar. Let's start with the carbon footprint portion of this. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think for the uninitiated, the, the idea that our industry has a very large and has had a very large carbon footprint for quite some time is kind of a shock, though those of us in the industry know exactly why that is. What is your approach to tackling that? And do you believe the industry as we stand right now is doing enough to do so? That's an excellent question, Richard. Uh, so definitely, I agree with you that for the uninitiated, um, you wouldn't even believe the amount of carbon emissions our industry creates. For example, did you know that 1 million ad impressions from a typical ad campaign is responsible for one metric ton of carbon dioxide or equivalent greenhouse gases? No. <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. That's shocking, <laughs> so, actually. That is definitely shocking. That For, uh, for those uh, listening to us, uh, that's roughly the same amount as emitted on a round-trip flight across the Atlantic, which is basically flying from Boston to London, for that matter, and probably back. So the amount of carbon that's emitted using one specific campaign can be that high, depending on the, the country and, and the market. And I believe that the industry is is definitely recognizing that uh, you know there is damage and that uh, being done and it needs to be controlled so the first step towards uh, the 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 impact so to say or towards the whole topic would be definitely to start measuring uh, the impact and then you know go from there so talking about what show heroes is doing we are definitely aware of the of the impact that we're having on the environment and we've decided to do to basically do two different things about it. The first one is we've partnered up with Sidara, so that Sidara is a company that helps partners to measure their own carbon emissions. And this is exactly what Show Heroes is doing. We are uh, tracking how much emissions are we having across the different offices that we have, how much, um, you know, how can we reduce the amount of carbon, carbon emissions that we already have. And on top of that, we have also partnered up with Scope 3, which is our green media partner to not only measure but offset any carbon that we uh, that we emit along the supply chain um for those who uh, you know who might want to know more about scope 3 scope 3 has um, a bunch of solutions that they work with uh, this these include nature based initiatives such as reforestation and hybrid underground carbon storage projects like biochar and we provide clients access to the scope 3 service through our show heroes green media solution on top of that, uh, we also push to increase awareness of sustainability in advertising through our various podcasts that we publish through Digital Distillery. You know, going back to the sustainability part, one of the questions I have there is, you know, when you're creating content with the intent that it be more evergreen, mm -hmm. how, what are the challenges involved in that, especially in a society that is very click happy, that always wants to know the latest information about everything all the time? What sort of uphill battles do you face when it comes to creating content that's sustainable, you know, by your definition? 
That's a that's an excellent question. So we definitely stay away from current news uh, because as we know, current news can become stale from one minute to another. Having said that, we produce content that uh, can be rewatched even today or five years from now. For example, we would make content like how to make a matcha cake or how to make an Oreo cake that's in the food vertical. Or when you're talking about fashion, then we'd be talking about upcycling your old pair of jeans to make a, a wonderful new bag for yourself. Or if you're talking about tech, then we would be talking about how to safely dispose your old laptop or your phones for that matter. Or if you're talking about travel, then we'd be uh, promoting content around um uh, let's say, you know, uh, why should you take a carpool and why is it better for the environment or what does the climate agreement in any city, if it's been signed recently, what does that mean? Breaking it down for people like you and me, really, who uh, might not know the details of, um, of, of a specific agreement. Uh, and definitely the challenges that come with it are we have to make sure that these content pieces are bingeable. As you know, in a world of um, short video forms, which are like less than one minute videos, we want to make sure that we get the user's attention. And at the same time, we make content that is, um, you know, sustainable. So these are the challenges. We always have to make sure that our editorial teams are up to date with what's happening in the space. Along with that, we also need to, because we're a co-publisher and we're working with the, with, the, with the global publisher network, we also have to make sure that we're working with the right teams in the right companies and uh, also promoting local journalism, as I said. Um, for example, we've produced really good content pieces on uh, how to, you know, have a, have a drag queen brunch uh, for that matter, or um, just just content pieces that are fun, but at the same time, bringing awareness to an everyday user like you and me. As you've probably noticed, we're jumping around the four pillars a little bit, but I want to go back into order here. On the data ethics side of things, you know, you mentioned that you were cookie-less long before cookie-less was fashionable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're still not cookie-less, oddly enough, despite so many promises that we would be by, by now. Um, what is your approach when it comes to data and privacy? You know, we hear a lot of different takes on this from a lot of different companies. What is your specific approach and how does it maybe differ from others? The first part of it being semantic technology, which ensures we, that we uh, run a cookie-less campaign using IAB um, categories and content labels and no, do not use any first-party data. And the second part of it being matched content, or as we call matched custom content, uh, which highly tailors the messaging of the, the content piece itself to the, the advertiser's uh, campaign and advertiser's brand. Taking the, the food example, for instance, um, let's say there's a brand that makes cookies and they want to uh, target users who are interested in making a cake recipe or just re really, you know, eating those cookies on a day to day basis. Now, what we would do is we would a brief the, the client that these are the type of content videos that we already have in our library that you can repurpose. Some of them would talk about how to um, how to make a matcha cake with cookies for that matter, or how to make uh, a certain type of shake with cookies or whatever that might be. We would then show them a playlist, uh, the client would then approve, and then we would run this playlist uh, with the editorial teams of the, of the publishers and make sure that everyone is in alliance so that when the cookie ad shows up, it's actually showing up on a highly tailored, custom, hand-picked um, playlist which is then also approved by the publisher. And when the user is watching it, basically when as a user, when you and I go to that website, 
we'll get to watch a content piece talking about how to make a matcha cake with different types of cookies. And then on what we call as a delayed pre-roll, which is after four to six seconds, you would then get served an ad, which would be off the cookie brand. So again, the idea is that we are connecting the recipe to the advertiser's brand. And uh, by doing so, we're giving the ad, giving the user what he or she or they are looking for, which is basically, you know, um, a fresh content, which is fun to watch and why it's free content as well. And they just have to see an ad for a few seconds. Uh, and more often than not, they associate that recipe with that cookie. And it basically turns out to be a win-win for everyone. And whatever money we make from the advertiser, the publisher gets a very good share of it as well. So overall, everyone wins in the supply chain. Can I just say that I love that you used the real cookies as a <laughs> as <an> example <laughs> for this. <laughs> the Sorry real... about that. <laughs> no, no, that that's amazing. I love that. No one has ever done that before. And it's honestly, whenever anybody says cookies, I still don't go to the the data side, privacy side cookies. I go to real cookies. So yeah, I, I love that. Um, never a bad idea. <laughs> no, never. I mean, it's it's always time for cookies, real cookies. Um, mm -hmm. Now, onto the fourth pillar: diversity, equity, and inclusion. There's a lot of talk in our industry about all of these things as well. There should be. I mean, we are an industry that has, you know, we have to reflect the the society and, and culture around us. And, you know, the world has been a very diverse place for forever. We just, you know, I, th I think it took the Internet to kind of open that up to everybody. But what are you doing through Better Media that shows respect to the needs of the world today in, in diversity, equity and inclusion? Um, that's that's a very good question. I totally agree with you that I believe that most people are very fortunate when it comes to having certain experiences or getting the opportunity to you know outshine and outperform themselves. And there are people who might not uh, get the opportunity, and that's exactly what we aim at. We are constantly, in fact, we've set up a task force within the company as well that focuses on just that, which is mentorship programs for uh, minorities or women or just really promoting diversity at the top of the business. We believe that everyone who is hardworking or, you know, has something to say uh, which contributes towards the future of the business should have a say at the table. And, uh, we're, you know, we're working on constantly adding ideas to the task force. And uh, we've we've also set up mini task force within the unit so that we are including people from all different backgrounds and people can come up with their own uh, feedback, suggestions, uh, topics they'd like to work on. And this is actually going quite well. This is one of the key things that we're doing. In fact, we uh, I uh, in fact, this week itself, we're supposed to work on the next task uh, that we have at hand more on that, um, hopefully soon at some point when we are able to talk about it. And on top of that, we are uh, producing content which is inclusive to all demographics that we want to work with. And on top of that, we also are consciously making an effort that we are working with minority-owned publisher houses because, of course, we want to work with the top publishers in every market. But going in line with what I said earlier about local journalism, I want to make sure or the company wants to make sure that we work with uh, publishing houses that are owned by uh, people from all backgrounds, really. Well, for my last question, I want to kind of look ahead down the road a little bit. How do you see better media evolving in the future? And I think in addition to that, let's make it a two-part thing. Number one, what do you foresee the challenges that lie ahead in the next few years? And what do you see the potential successes being? Um, 
That's a that's an interesting question because I have a bunch of thoughts on that. And of course, there are some things that are easy to do uh, versus the others. For example, I definitely see there's a lot of conversations around equal pay in the industry. I'm very curious to see how that shapes up because, um, you know, it's it can be a sensitive topic depending on, uh, you know, different countries, different inflation rates, different prices, different salaries and whatnot. But that's a very interesting topic that um, I believe better media can take in the future. Uh, talking more about, I, I do believe that we are do, we are producing content that is good and content that is relevant, but I believe that we can definitely do more. So there will definitely be room for more inclusive content. And I'm very curious to see, um, you know, what, uh, what that entails. Um, of course, it presents its own challenges because again, content that, um, uh, that is new, there's obviously a lot of room there to, for anyone to grow really, but at the same time, it can uh, be a sensitive subject. So the idea is to really explore fun content pieces, informative content pieces, evergreen content pieces, while maintaining the sensitivity behind that. And that can be a challenge. So these are the few places where I see better media going. But uh, let's see what, what's to come in the next few days. Amazing. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for being on the show today. Where can people find out more about you and about Show Heroes? Um, definitely. Thanks for having me, Richard. Uh, for those who are interested to know more, you can definitely go to our website, www.showheroes.com. And there we have sections on better media, green media, uh, and just find out more. You will find me as the contact person for these topics. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for being on today. Thank you so much, Richard. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing to it, sharing it with a colleague, or leaving a positive review on your podcast platform of choice.